Welcome to the My Why Podcast, where educational storytellers Jesse Mann and Kristen Travers discuss identity-defining moments with special guests. Inspiration ensues. We hope you had an awesome holiday. 2020, what a year. We've listened to and shared some incredible stories, and we're so grateful for the 20 people who shared their vulnerable truths and how they turned tough stuff into fuel for the future. We have an interesting cast for you today. Technically, it's two different conversations, one from May 2020 and one from just a couple weeks ago. Jen Kinnell joins us again to discuss her business, Fresh Look Events, and how her small business did a big change and how COVID times may have just gifted her a career shift that she loves more than ever. The first conversation is the most recent one. Sit back, relax, and consider this question. Are you the rock or are you the river? We're here with Jen, owner of Fresh Look Events. Um, we're thrilled to have you. Thank you so much for, for meeting with us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so you are the owner of a thriving event company, Fresh Look Events. And last time we spoke, we were just entering COVID. So tell us how you how this has shifted and how you know this has changed you and, and your business. Well, I think when we last started entering COVID and we spoke, the my company was thriving and it was doing really well. And I had big plans for the year. And as COVID carried along, I kept getting more and more cancellations, um, like hitting Christmas season really, really hurt because those are my big events. Um, so it kind of went from this thriving company to like non-existent. So I definitely had a lot of, a lot of tears, a lot of like, what am I going to do? Because you get that realization that COVID's not going away. It is like sticking around. And even now, thank goodness there's a vaccine coming. But at the same time, I'm like, how is this going to affect wedding season next year? So I really had to shift and try a whole bunch of different things and um, pivot. And I actually created um, Jen Kinnell Creative Branding and Social Media Strategy this year, which has been doing really incredible. Like it makes me so so proud to have created this because it's taking all of my gifts that I kind of just put on the back burner like I'm I've been a fashion blogger for years and stopped doing it but that gave me all my knowledge in social media I took graphic design in school and never really used it unless I'm designing invitations so now I'm pulling that in um and that the branding side like that is what events are you take a corporate event and you create an event like that is brown branded all around that business. So that when people come in, they get that feeling. So I kind of took everything that I know and I'm I'm good at and love and created a company around it. And it's it's doing really well and it's making an impact, which makes me really, really thrilled. That's really awesome. Like I think when you said that, like all of adversity kind of brings resourcefulness. Mm. Yeah. Right. Like I think that's what a lot of people that are not thriving, but they're shifting, like they, yeah. they need to pivot. And if you, if you can pivot well, and I mean, obviously everyone stumbles and everyone falls down and, but you pick, pick yourself up, but you get, you get resourceful with adversity. Yeah. yeah awesome. And you, you do have to pivot. Like I pivoted quite a few times or shifted. I like the word shifted better. I feel like it's, it's a nicer yeah. word, <laughs> right? um, but I've shifted several times and tried a whole bunch of different things. And um, when I stopped pushing so hard, this kind of like appeared and I was like, oh, this is amazing. So when I had the idea, I talked about it to a couple of my business girlfriends and they're like, I don't get it. I'm like, I'll build it. I'm like, then you'll understand. And so I built it. And as soon as I like built it and created it, everyone was like, this is amazing. Like, I want this. And then I started getting people like, buying it and I was just like in shock that I don't know it was so easy versus I feel like I've always pushed pushed and pushed right so it was I just feels amazing to have something that is really impacting women in their business that's, that's awesome it's just proof that when you follow your passion and you let your passions kind of guide you down the right lane then it becomes like you say you say the word easy you know and and that's really cool to say the word easy in 2020 so give us kind of your elevator pitch for what you are doing now. Okay, so the foundation of the creative, the Jen Kindle creative branding and strategy is, um, it's called the creative brand audit. This, this is what I started with and this is what everyone was like, 
I'm so confused. I don't get it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take your social media and I'm going to audit it. I'm going to review how you're showing up and I'm going to show you how you can show up. And I created a program. It's a digital program that encompasses what the entire business is. So in one slot, it tells you the review. The second slot has inspiration boards um, with images and captions that you can talk about that relate to your business. I always say, um, pick five topics. Those are the five topics that are most important to your business. Like one, two, three are like the biggest ones. So for mine is obviously the creative branding. Um, second would be events. And then third I have as graphic design. And then the other two are um, my inner fire collective and my wine, wine is one. Wine is like <laughs> my fun thing, but it's also something that I can relate to other people with. So I create these inspiration boards with images so people can either create them themselves to showcase on social media or bring to a photographer and be like, okay, this is what these images capture my brand perfectly. Let's do a photo shoot and let's do this. So that's one section of it. Then there's also, um, you get hashtags in there. I'm using my graphic design and creating templates for everybody. So depending on what their business is, I create like customized templates for their Instagram feed and their stories that match. If they've got a couple products they're launching, I'll usually make a couple of those so that they can actually just basically take that information and pop it into their feed. So it's launch ready. They can adjust it because they get the files. Um, they also get a content calendar, which is also super exciting and really, really loved because it's a digital calendar in this whole program where they can um, put up whatever they're launching next. So if they, let's say in January, they have a big program launching on the 28th. So we put the launch date, like the, we're starting this date in on that calendar. And then we put in the launch plan in the calendar. And in that launch plan, it tells you how much time you need for the runway, but also, um, like, what can you talk about during that runway to get people in, intrigued? And how should you launch it? And how many different times should you show up? And so, yeah, it just makes it so much easier. And it's so customized. And everybody who's taken it has been like, you got my brand so much. You've excited my joy again. I'm really excited about showing up on social media. Um, I didn't, like, some people, you get so enriched in your business that you actually sometimes forget the beauty that your business is. And why like the story behind it and why you do what you do and you don't share that and that's when they tell me those stories I'm like this is amazing like you need to talk about this people need to hear this and so it kind of just enlivens their brand for them again and it's been really fun and since that people have asked for more so I've even created it's called an execution and support program which is only just launched like this week so it's it's flowing it's amazing that's awesome. <laughs> your, your face just lights up when you it. well it's kind of nice because you like talk about individuals like not their business right like you're you're making it unique for someone else right so that's that's really awesome yeah yeah it's pretty cool it's someone was had once said to me that it um actually I'm giving women confidence I, and I've always said that I wanted to make an impact and when they said that to me it really made me tear up because I was like that's the impact confidence to show up confidence to market their business it's been it's been a ride like this whole year has been awful and yet kind of amazing too yeah and I think that obviously your mindset is I'm going to make the most of it and I really think that your work is is timely considering the fact that a lot of people started to ask themselves should I continue with this business in 2020? And you're helping them fall back in love, obviously, with their businesses and get back to the roots of why they started it in the first place, yeah. which is so, so great. So you have maintained that positivity and you, like you said, you've had some tears, you've had some tough stuff. I would love, and I know Kristen the same, we would love to hear some of the lessons you learned through the tough stuff. You shared with us off off air that it you know wasn't it wasn't so easy and you went from thriving to okay well now my business needs a change to what am I going to do where's my purpose in all of this so what did you learn Jen? I've always been a workaholic, um, always so I've always like pushed hard and I have my goals and I'm going to achieve them and I'm going to do it no matter what and I've definitely sacrificed family time for that and not intentionally but like. 
okay, yeah, I'm done at, at five. I'm going to go sit with my family. And then in my head, I'm still churning about what I need to do. And this year, I didn't do that because I kind of got like, you go through this whole whirlwind of craziness. And it actually really made me stop and go, okay, my, I'm, I am not my business. A business is my business is part of me, but I am my business. I am my family. I am my husband. I am myself. I love like yoga. I love, I realized I love going into the bath. I never gave myself that time before. So that's one of the things I've really learned is that I have an identity outside of my business because when your business crashes, like it did this year, what's left, right? You're kind of like, oh my gosh, I don't know who I am. I can't go. People are like, well, how, how are you? What are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm great. I mean, my business is amazing. We have all these things. And then when it crashes, you're like, I, I don't even know who I am. Like, I don't have anything to say because I've never given myself that opportunity to look at it before. So that was a really, a big wake up call for me to, this year. Um, one that I always knew that I needed to make, but I just didn't. Um, and then the other one is, as I said, I'm, I'm a workaholic and I'm a push and I'm going to go for those goals. And the universe really was sending me so many things like this isn't working, you need to change things. And I was like, nope, nope, I'm an event planner. That's the way it's going to be. There's no like nothing else around for me. And um, it kind of just made me realize after everything changed and I had to shift so many times that when I finally stopped like pushing so hard, it started to come into a, like into flow, like things started happening. Like I said, the, the creative brand audit came to me and then I started developing it and having fun with it. And I had no idea where it was going to go. I had no idea if anybody was going to want it. Um, and it was fun. And I didn't feel stressed or pressured or I need to have it done by this date or, um, and I, and I couldn't do that either because my kids are online schooling. So I'm teacher too. So I really had to let go of timelines and everything and be like, I'll just get it done when it's done. And that shift, I don't know what it is, but it allowed things to work better. Like the universe started showing me how to do things and how, what, what way to make it work for this new business that I was creating. So, yeah. And then I think the other one is really just gratitude. You really realize you write down like your gratitude journals all the time and you're like, yeah, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And then this year, like, wow, like we just lost all these privileges and freedoms we have. And we didn't even realize that they were privileges and freedoms. They were just life. And so now realizing that you don't have them, it's like, oh, those, that was, we were lucky to have all that. And so I'm really lucky to have my family with me, to have our house, to have like my husband who still works, um, my kids at home, like we have those options. So it's just really a big, big shift in, pers in perspective this year on all areas. <laughs> we used to think that things were, well, and I don't even think we thought about it. There was just these luxuries in life that were given. They yeah. were given. We all get those. We're Canadian. We, this is what we get for being Canadian. And then you realize, hey, wait a minute. Now there are these restrictions and we struggled to follow them. And I mean, it has certainly given me some, in, not insights, some reflection into thinking about those people in the world that have always had some of these restrictions. And you think, I can't wait till this is over. The reality is for some people in the world, it, it won't be over. Yeah. You know, as you're talking, Jen, Kristen, I'm watching you. As she's saying, <laughs> everything you just said is what we have experienced at different times in our lives as well. Yeah. Who am I now that everything has changed? Yeah. And yeah, we want to commend you. Like previously to COVID just because health issues and that kind of stuff. And I remember feeling like, okay. And I remember like having a stroke and all of this kind of stuff and not being a nurse. And that was my identity, right? Like I'm just, I'm a nurse and that's my family. And that's, you know what I mean? And, and then it's like, wait a minute, like I don't, I don't have that. And I don't have what, you know, I went to school for six years to do. And I don't like all of that kind of stuff. So I, I get that. And I, I get that shift of perspective and I get that, like, who am I now? And it's like coming home, like it's this process of coming home to yourself over and over and over and over again. Yeah. So yeah, when you said that, I was like, mm, I, I feel you. <laughs> so Jen, I have a question. When you were thinking, you said you 
had a few thoughts and times when you thought, well, you know what, I'd like to maybe do something else, but no, I'm an event planner. I got to stick to that. Did it ever enter into your mind or have you had enough maybe time to reflect and maybe I'm missing the mark altogether, but I, I love how you say the word shift. And I think sometimes when we consider shifting down a passion, a passion lane, we think, well, if I leave nursing behind, if I leave what I went to school for behind, if I leave this business behind, then it's almost like it's a fail or it didn't work out. Or I tell the world that, well, no, I, I shouldn't have done that. It's a little bit like that because even when I was thinking about shifting, I said to my husband, I was like, what is your family going to think? I feel like I've shifted a lot lately. <laughs> like, and this is, they're not going to think anything. They're only going to support me, but I'm creating these stories in my own head. And that's what's, why, why is that stopping me? They're not even real. Yeah. Yes. I just it's wish that we could feel it and I wish we could share it to everybody and I wish we never forgot this. And I mean, I want to say, I, I want to compel our listeners to shift on your own because of your interest, because of what you want to do, not because the world sort of makes us. And we shouldn't have to have such a, a harsh push into like, you are glowing, Jen. You are, I don't want to say you're a different person because you're still the Jen, you're still Jen, but this is a different interview than we had in May with you. And this is so amazing to see. And I know we need that reminder to shift and be okay to shift and not see it as a fail or see it as a, well, I have to let that go. And that's a bad thing. Thank you so much for inspiring us in that. Any other lessons you want to share with us that you want to remember in 2021, or you'd like our listeners to take away from your journey? Well, I think that what keeping on with that shifting is I don't think that we need to be scared of it. Like I said, I was, I'm very resistant to change. I've really learned that this year, like even with my coach, she'd be like, you should do this. And I'd be like, no, no. And then a couple of weeks later, I'd be like, okay, maybe that actually is a good idea. Like I didn't realize I was, but maybe we shouldn't be so resistant to change. And like you said, wait until something really forces our hand just because if you have something, if you have an inkling in your heart that says you should try this, then dabble on the side with it while you're keeping your main business going or just go with it. I know for myself, the fear is I'm an event planner. I know how to plan events. I'm good at planning events. There's also a structure to that. Like I know how to market that. I know how to like create content for that. I know how to speak to that. To shift is like, it's like changing your identity again. You need to understand how to speak to certain clients now that you need to like practice how that happens. And that's scary. And how to, what this new path I took, there is no path. I'm making it up as I go. That for me is very scary because I like to know every single step I need to take. And right now I have no idea. I have no idea if what I'm creating is going to work. So far, everyone's loving it. And I'm like, this is amazing. But I think that if you don't do it, you're always going to be wondering or the universe is just going to like throw it in your face and be like, nope, this is not happening. We are changing. Yeah. The, the idea that you can be multiple things is something that I have taken from this experience. Like even pre-COVID is like, there's, I think I had a rigid idea of what I should be or what, you know, if I go to school, I should be this, or if I, you know, I should present to the world as this, but then there's so many things that like, we're so dynamic and we can shift all the time. And if we're not growing, we're just stagnant and we don't want to be stagnant. Right. Well, and even like when I went to graphic design for schooling that when you come out, you go work at a firm and then you do logos and you do like, that's the visual I had. And I was like, I don't want to do that. So I didn't end up taking that path, which is why I've never really told anyone that I'm actually a graphic designer because I didn't like the box they were putting me in. But just because there's a box doesn't mean that there's not all this stuff outside of the box that you can create. Like I created this business with my graphic design and this is not what they would teach you in school for that program, right? So I just think that we need to, open our eyes a little bit more to what we are capable of and allow ourselves to experience it because there is some seriously glowing energy <laughs> because of it. Oh, that's wonderful, Jen. 
Thank you so much for joining us. We are thrilled for you. Like, honestly, you look glowing and you look like you're thriving. So thank you so much for joining us and um, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. How great is Jen? You can almost literally see her glowing just by listening to her voice. So now we offer you an interesting look back and sort of a flashback at when COVID was starting to really affect her small business. And I know many of us were just starting to really feel the effects of what the regulations and what the virus were doing to our communities, to our economy, to our families, and to, to us personally. We are very excited to welcome our next guest here on the My Why cast. Jennifer Kinnell is the owner and CEO of Fresh Look Event Management an event planning boutique in Edmonton since 2007. Jennifer believes that there is a story to be told in every event and that makes an experience for the clients and their guests. Jennifer works hard to support her clients, bring to life their vision, create a community of celebration, and creates unique and extraordinary events to support the community and businesses alike. Thank you very much, Jen, for joining us. Thanks, Jen, welcome. Thank you. We are so happy to have you here. Um, I've been following your social media for quite some time and I love it. You are good at everything you do. Um, you're very passionate about your business and making people feel very valued and welcomed. So can you tell us what led to your passion? Um, I feel so. I started originally like it kind of honestly, it's like a whirlwind. I really feel like I started to go to school at U of A for business, ended up not liking any of the, like, I didn't like economics. I had like psychology on the side, just didn't, it just wasn't like fitting right. And so I ended up switching to graphic design, which is like complete with it. But I think that's that creative side that I needed to be fulfilled. Um, love the graphic design, the artwork end of it, but I also really, really like the pretty side of it. And so, being a graphic designer, like they would say like, hey, create a football logo. Like, you're like, huh. <laughs> that's not fun. That's not pretty. That's boring. And so I ended up actually, when I got to do my placement, I said, can I not go to a graphic design firm? I feel like I'm not going to enjoy the really corporate stuff. And I kind of felt like my creativity would just be like, gone. I would be so creative every single day that I wouldn't be able to choose the path that I wanted to go on. So I actually asked if I could be switched from a graphic design firm to a different company for placement. And I feel like fate has a big hand in a lot of things, but all of a sudden um, it was Cisco Foods actually put in a request for a graphic designer for placement. And so they said, you can go here. And I was like, okay, sure. Um, go there and I ended up in their marketing department and planning big large trade show food shows like in Northlands big huge ones and like like it just happened that way it was not like I said I'm going to be an event planner it just kind of pulled me into it and I loved it I loved like creating the floor plans helping the vendors make their booth more of a wow factor to bring in people to their booth um, creating themes like we got to hang snowflakes from Northland ceiling one time it was just it's just fun to do those things and so then um, I ended up getting married which kind of pulled into the wedding event planning side and in 2007 created Fresh Look Event Management and at that wow. point there wasn't there wasn't any like there wasn't a lot of event planners there wasn't I think it was just the takeoff of that show like the wedding shows that were on TV. So it, there was no, there wasn't a lot of education. You just did it and figured it out. So this is interesting to me because um, like I spent eight years um, teaching in a high school and so many students would come in and they would sit down and they felt as though they have to pick their career for their life right now. And I, you know, I would say, go see it. You got to like tread lightly too, because parents kind of think, and I think humans in general sort of think like if you change your path and you quit something, it's a fail. So why was changing your path not a fail? And how important is it to be open-minded when you're in that, uh, you know, in your early twenties or any, any time in your life, when you're thinking I may change my path? I actually feel like in my twenties, I did, I wasn't 
scared of failing. I just did it. It's not until I'm in my 30s that I'm like, oh, my path is changing. And is that a fail? And it's more of a mindset work to realize that, no, that's not. That is just a pivot and a shift. And you're, if this isn't making you happy anymore, then find something that will. Right. That's and really important. Yeah, for sure. So we share a common friend, um, the incredibly kind, hardworking, and talented Jess Tatu with Leah Reese Canada and Jess for You Day Spas. Uh, Jess was on our first first podcast. She was on our launch and she continues to support what we do. She does takeovers for us and is continually offering advice. Uh, she's kind of our go-to girl and um, kind of a pivoting queen too with all of um, what has been going on. How important are great friends with common interests who push you and believe in you when you maybe are, like you say, in your thirties and you're questioning things? Any mentors you want to mention? Um, I think they're absolutely essential. So Jess Tatu is also one of my mentors. She just, even if she doesn't know it, she is. She just, her story is amazing. She went from basically nothing to building, like taking the biggest risk ever, building her empire, and then giving back so much to the community and taking her time to speak and educate and freely giving her time to like myself and yourself to learn and grow our businesses. She just... She's like the, I don't know, she's like the end game. She's exactly where you want to be when you're like there. You know what I mean? Um, and I also have a business coach, Selena Gray, who's amazing. She's really, really helped me, especially with, like I said, that 30, I don't know, in your 30s mindset where you start thinking like, oh, is this a failure? Is this is like, and she's taught me that I'm not celebrating enough. Like, she's like, you need to go celebrate more. Um, it just really fixed my mindset, which is huge, 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 huge for growing your business. Because every time you go to grow it, those like fear gremlins come in, right? And it's amazing if you have a group of girls that support you, that you can go and say, this is how I'm feeling. And for them to like lift you back up and remind you that everybody gets that fear. It's just a matter of acknowledging it and moving past. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I know Jess is a big advocate, of course, of having a nice tight circle of people who build you up um, personally and professionally. And for our listeners, um, I don't know that we've talked a whole bunch about um, startup. And so Startup Lloydminster is an organization where you can go in and you can just talk about your business. And I think there are those organizations, people, um, you obviously, Jennifer, too, we know somebody that um, Ashley Madoff. Um, there are people out there that want to talk business and want to talk professional and your personal circle is important, but also your professional circle is important. And when Kristen and I met kind of, I think a similar way that you and Jess met. So Kristen and I met, you know, kind of naturally at a conference um, and we were just kind of drawn to each other. And then I can't remember who gets the credit for kind of asking the other one out on the date, but Oh, Kristen, she raised her hand. <laughs> Kristen's taking, yeah, it's, she's the one to blame. Take for credit. Um, yeah. So you met Jess and then sort of just asked her out for coffee. Yeah, it was a couple years ago and I actually had to look back on Instagram because I took a picture of it and posted about it but I'm sure it must've been me who was in town or she maybe said, Hey, we should get together. And I was I'm like, okay, well, when are you in town? And let's, let's do it. I think, I mean, what's the worst that someone's going to say, no, sorry, I don't have time. And I got to sit down with her and ask all my questions and honestly just sit there and go, you did that. Like how, why did I not think of these things? Like it's so obvious, but sometimes I think you just don't think that you can do I don't know what she did or what I could do. You just don't think of it. I th we got to believe in ourselves more. Like we have to, when we were talking about the podcast, we were sitting at my kitchen counter and who would we love to put on the podcast? Who would we like, you know, who's our dream? And we both met Jess and we're like, well, Jess, Jess Tate would be amazing. And I mean, we would be lying if we didn't have a moment where we're like, well, she won't get back to us. Like she's busy. She probably has hundreds of people that ask her and hundreds of people do ask her to be on a podcast. We sent her a message. We sent a few other people a message, many of which uh, we've been fortunate enough to have on the cast. 
And then I don't even think Kristen, you'd left my house yet before she was like, yeah, I'm in. What? Like you've got to ask and you're right. What is the worst that's going to happen? So if you are attracted to somebody professionally where you think, man, like we could do something cool or personally, I guess, ask Yeah. and don't be afraid to ask. So you talk about, sorry, sorry, Jess. Um, So you talk about like building that confidence up to ask. And so I want to know like, what has your, biggest challenges that you faced in your personal and professional life and how did you build that confidence up to overcome that and overcome those you know those monumental challenges that you've had because obviously you're very successful and getting becoming successful doesn't come with those roadblocks it doesn't come without those roadblocks yeah I think um for the personal side the problem I have is I can be a bit of a workaholic like I get excited about a project and I have to do just one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. And then when I'm finally done, okay, let's make dinner. And my kid comes and asks me something I'm listening. But at the same point, I'm like, don't forget to do this. You got to get that done tonight. Maybe you can do that when they're in bed. Like it's, it's just shutting off and being present where you're meant to be present. So when you're working, being present there. And when you're with your family, being present with them. So that they're getting valuable time because there's no such thing as balance but if you can at least make time for whatever you're working on to solely focus on them at least then you're going to have some sort of a balance and good relationship with your family and you're not going to miss the moments that's important that's honestly the hardest thing too i i find too is like building something of worth and building something that's meaningful to you. And still, I mean, you said it best, like there is no such thing as balance, but you have to find that time to make sure that everything is, is valued in your life and make sure that everything, especially the people in your life feel valued too. That's a really hard, hard thing to do, especially when you're in the, the momentum of building something great. Yeah. And then I think the, the second part that I struggle with, um, and like I said, in my 20s, I just felt I could do anything. Like, and I had no fear, I would just do it. And I think in my 30s, because I have kids, I have a house, I have a husband, I feel like maybe there's a little bit more pressure on me. And maybe it is also because I'm in my 30s. Like, if you're pivoting, does that make you any more or less successful or confident? Um, but I think a lot of mindset work has been done now where I really have to pay attention to the people that I'm around, making sure my energy is positive, making sure that if I'm questioning myself, I have a group of people to go to and ask. Um, and then that confidence piece that you were asking about, I think that usually when I ask for help or support um, or a collaboration, I try to make sure that both parties are benefiting. If it's just me asking someone and they're getting nothing out of it, then I don't, I don't have confidence even pitching that because I feel like, why? They're not benefiting from it. It's just me taking. They should be getting something also. So I think when I ask for anything, that confidence comes because I've already thought about how they're going to, not ben- I don't like the word benefit so much, but I feel like rise up and what's, what's the point of like, why should they be taking time out of their day or their product or whatever to support something that I am working on. Mm-hmm. I think that speaks to like, you're the queen of, of community and we'll get to that um, a little bit later about fostering community and giving back. And, and yeah, again, we don't use the take word, but give and take. Um, what was your business and what did it look like pre COVID and what is it looking like now, you know, in the midst of all of it? Oh, it's COVID was a slam. <laughs> Um, like I'm an event planner. So I had, my summer was full. I have even winter events that I'm starting to worry about. Um, and then like I had spring events, corporate events, and they're just disappearing. It's like COVID hits and your company, I was like, my company is just, it's gone. Everything is just gone. Like I had corporate event. I was for sure thought was going to postpone it. It was a grand opening. I was so excited for it. And they said, no, we're going to cancel. I had a wedding full out cancel because they said, we're going to keep our money saved for the wedding as our 
like safety net because of the recession that's going to come through this. Um, and I've had weddings moved to 2020. So this is kind of or 2022. So it's just kind of weird because it's like, I have my summer off <laughs> unintentionally. I have no work this summer, which never ever happens. Um, so yeah, I think COVID was a big, big hit and realization that, oh my gosh, my company was just taken out immediately. And then I, talking to my business coach, Selena, Selena Gray, she started kind of like listing off some things that maybe this is what you could do with your skill sets that's still stuck in my wheelhouse of virtual of like events. And so one that she kind of mentioned was um, like virtual events, doing like a wine tasting. And I was like, Ooh, that would be amazing. Like that would be so much fun. And then same thing, coming back to that confidence piece, I have had a good relationship with um, Hatch Winery in Kelowna. They're one of my favorite Kelowna wineries. And I just said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Would you be on board? And I didn't plan a whole lot more past that because I wasn't sure if they would say yes. And they did. So it's just very interesting. Mm -hmm. Any other examples of, of how you're adjusting and changing and um, like the winery, great example. I think our listeners are, are looking for as many different examples of how people are pivoting. Can you share any other ones with us? So for business wise, it's definitely just moving things online. Like I've done the virtual wine tasting. I've done a virtual coffee tasting. I do have um, Pamper with Just Taste You coming up um, June 3rd. And so that's like, well, she's going to tell us her story and anyone on the call is going to get a chance to do like a one-on-one -on -one question with her. So I think that's incredible. I have a Father's Day one coming up for a whiskey tasting. Um, so just really shifting that way and creating that community and trying to figure out how it's going to go. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's so new if this didn't exist. So to actually say, here's my end game, it's impossible. I don't know what COVID's going to do. I don't know how summer's going to adjust it. I don't know if people are going to be zoomed out. Maybe this is going to get bigger and better and better. Like maybe I'll keep growing my audience to the point where it'll be amazing. And then when we can do in-person events, I'd probably still keep the virtual events and also create some in-person events so that people can actually like see each other and connect that way. So it's so hard to say like that's this is where I've pivoted and it's just trial and error to see how it goes. Right. And so with um I do wedding photography on the side and that same thing, you know, like my whole summer was planned, booked, even like grads and families, many of those have changed. And I mean, one, it's nice because the person has this time off you didn't realize you had. But how are you looking after your own mental health and kind of keeping your positivity up and your drive too? to pivot and try these new things. How is your energy staying up when you get those messages, when you think they've, they've canceled and that was something I really look, was looking forward to. And that's tough too, one, they cancel and we've got people canceling and you know, I've experienced the same thing. And you get a message from a client and they say, well, we're gonna actually cancel and do it in our backyard because we lost our jobs. Like, I mean, that's tough too. You care about these people and you're excited to be a part of their special day. And now they don't get to have that because they've lost their job. Yeah, it breaks her heart. I've had a, a Zoom call with a couple and, and she started tearing up on the call and you're just like, there's like, there's nothing I can do. I can do my best to try and make it better or like, well, we just have to wait and see. And so I think hearing those things like, oh, you're tired of that. Like I said, that one launch party in April, I was so, so excited for. And then they canceled and I was like, Oh my gosh. Like it just, I thank goodness I have my group of group business girls that I can go to and just like tell them what's going on. And I did, I had a good, good cry, like a fully release of like, I almost, I think it was a lot of um, releasing what should have been for this year. And this year I, I had always said, this is going to be my year. I'm going to grow even bigger. So excited. And like none of that, everything's changed. None of that's the same. And so I think having that community to talk to and say like, this is what I'm feeling and have them like lift you back up and say, 
it's okay. You're going to pivot through this. You're going to make it. We're here for you. We're going to support you. We're going to share whatever you're doing. Um, it's essential that you have those, those people backing you up and cheering you on. And then also allowing you to cry when you need to. I think that's really important too, is like when we have those feelings, because this is honestly such a, a weird time and you have to grieve. Like you had these amazing events and your whole summer plan and your business are, you're so passionate. It's like your family, right? Like these are, your business is like your kids. And, and you now have to grieve that, grieve what was, should have been and, and now what the new normal is looking like. And I think that's important to have those people that understand that because there's not a lot of people that would understand that if they're not in that, if, in your situation. So that's really important to have those people that surround you. So I'm, I'm glad you have that, which Jess and I have that together too. Cause like um, not a lot of people understand what, what business is like and what, um, being a woman entrepreneur, which woman entrepreneur is like too. So it's, it's nice to have that, you know, circle of community that surrounds you. Um, so what makes you more, what makes you the most hopeful in this situation? Like what is the lessons that you've learned and what makes you hopeful? I think honestly hosting that first event, I had almost 40 people on it and I was hoping for 10 and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is a good pivot. Um, you go to the next event and it wasn't 40. I think we were at 26 and you go to the next event and it was maybe a little bit less, but I think what makes me hopeful is that people are still interested. They're still sharing. They're still talking about it. Um, I'm like the event coming up with Jess, it's got totally different people in it. And I think as long as I can bring them in, bring them together, show them what, my events are about and what the community I really want to create within those events. Like I really want people to start connecting more and realizing that, Hey, yeah, where I'm, I'm at home and maybe like my group of girls, I've established them, but that doesn't mean that everyone else has their girls. So I feel like when you come into these events, it's just so important to, to connect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Sorry guys. It's, like absolutely trench. Can you hear the thunder and lightning? It is so loud here. And I'm thinking, I'm like, can you hear this? I keep muting, muting on, muting off. Um, so Jen, you're obviously like you're in your passion area. And so you've got that drive to continue going and you're speaking to that, you know, and just spoke to that. How, when you're, you're kind of staying alive right now. Okay. Let me reword this a little bit. Okay. So Jen, you are in your passion area and you are working so hard and you are, you're staying alive right now and you're adjusting. There's got to be some excitement too, because like we're sort of in a bust when things open back up and we're allowed to do group things, we may not see you for two years. You're just going to be like full out. What are some of your big hopes and dreams when things open back up? Um, well, I've, I think it's amazing that we're opening back up and I think that's a great thing. But I also think that I, I have big events that are like 400, 500 people. So I don't know when that is going to fully open. I mean, that's my Christmas party season right there. So I'm like, fingers crossed we get to that point. Um, but I think when we get back to what we consider normal for opening standards, I really want to keep doing like my own events. I know before, I was like, oh, I should do an event and put it off. Oh, I should do an event and put it off. Like, I wanted to do this fundraiser event for, um, it was going to be like a Mexican fiesta. We went to Mexico and I got napkins and I got all these little favors. And it was going to be for um, kids' cancer research because I had a cousin who passed away from that. And I was like, finally, I'm going to do this event. I'm so excited. And then COVID hit and I didn't do the event. But I've also just never... I keep saying I want to, and then I put work like searching for new clients in front, or I should be blogging in front, or I should be on Instagram or whatever I should be doing in front of actually doing these events. So in a way, COVID's a bit of a blessing because I'm finally doing my own events. 
and I'm finally creating that community that I've really wanted to um, and then supporting people and by doing this I've also brought in like the local business love that I have that I could never figure out how to integrate it into my work. Mm -hmm. So you shared you know a, a personal thing that you've been through that has led you to you know maybe wanting to do something for um, like this fundraiser. What are some other personal challenges that you've overcome that have led you down the path of creating different things? Or maybe it's the life lessons, you know, as a, as a child, you're, you know, your parents instilled different things, you know, different values. I feel like in life, the life lessons I've had, like I haven't had one of your questions was what are your defining moments? And I sat there and I went, oh my gosh, I don't have a defining moment. I, there's not one big thing. Um, but there's a lot of little things. There's a lot of little shifts, like going to U of A and realizing that I didn't want to take business, then going into Cisco Foods, doing their marketing and then creating event planning. Um, I worked for my parents' construction company for a while and eventually just said, okay, if I'm gonna do, it's either like continue on doing full events or work for them. And so I stopped taking on weddings, which allowed me more time to work for them, but then also have some family time. But then when it, the time came for their company to close down, like it was like, okay, in two months, we are, you no longer have a job there and you need to pick back up your weddings and go from that. And I think that experience was, was hard. It was really, really hard because I put a lot of um, worth in my business and I really realized that that if my business or my work is succeeding then I'm successful and when things like that happen I actually kind of go oh I'm not successful um, and so I think just seeing those not as failures but as shifts I wasn't supposed to be there I knew I wasn't supposed to be there but I still did it anyways it was a good solid income it was like leadership role um it it had so many good perks and i got to build something with my parents that were that had already built it but i got to do that with them but it also didn't fully satisfy me creative to like my creative side um and i feel like that was what was really lacking and i knew it was lacking so when it ended it was almost like you can go and do this it's like that little heart whisperer that says Go and do what you want to do. This is your chance to go do it. And it was terrifying. But I think it's those shifts that make you realize that you're not where you're supposed to be or there's bigger things for you. So just trust that you'll get there. I think that's so important to say. And I, I remember feeling that same way too. Like, um, obviously I had a, a big defining moment when I had the stroke, but I remember trying to fit into my old life and it just wasn't working for me. And I remember saying, like having that heart whisper of like, okay, well now this is a time to explore something that is more meaningful to you. And maybe that old life doesn't necessarily fit who you are anymore. Um, and yes, the old life is very reliable and has a good, you know, good income and, and very, you can be independent and all of that kind of stuff. but is that what you're meant to do? And it was almost like I needed that push to kind of let go of a lot of stuff. And I'm still learning to let go of, of a lot of things and let go of the fear and let go of, and just be a little bit more courageous into kind of following my passion. But I think that's goes for a lot of women is to just kind of like, okay, well, it's not necessarily the most reliable income or it's not necessarily the most, um, what you should be doing but what what brings you the most passion and what brings you the most meaning and i think that's like a great example of like it doesn't have to be this huge defining moment but listening to what your heart says and listening to what life is telling you yeah that's really awesome i think and kristen i know that this has been part of your journey too and jennifer you talked a little bit about this about what you've built is a part of, of your worth and your purpose. And we've experienced this 
big time. Um, my work, we, we were big resume builders, you know, check the box, set a goal, meet the goal, move on, go, 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 resume, resume, resume. And we're trying to switch that, you know, to more passion and to more of a legacy piece. Um, yeah. Do you have anything to say kind of to that? I think that honestly, it's scary to go on your own. There's a lot of fear that comes up. Like all, every possible thing that you could think of that would go wrong is going to come up. And I think it's a lot about thinking, okay, but what if, like, even if this happens, this could also do this amazing thing. Like it, you need to start thinking more about the future and the potential. And by really focusing on the positive and that like keeping your inner soul happy and optimistic and excited and passionate is what ultimately draws in more. I feel like if you're in a scared place, you're gonna start attracting more scared or you're just gonna notice you're going to notice more things that it's like, like attracts, like you're going to notice that things are not working. You're going to pick up on those stories and your head is just going to create that story for you. But if you are keeping yourself in a positive mental state and really like opening up to the world and saying, okay, I'm ready to receive the good you're going to send to me. And I know this can be a little bit of woo woo, but I actually feel like the more I open up to it, the more I can see the results. And it just makes me more and more of a believer. Mm -hmm. So I think just being really positive and paying attention mm -hmm. to the shifts that are happening and seeing the good in them is what's huge, huge game changer. Right. And trying to pivot and not hitting a wall, right? We all had a wall slammed down in front of our face. And some people have turned to the left. Some people have turned to the right. Some people have gone back. Some people have started building a ladder over it. You know, like that's, yeah. It's very interesting. So you really are the queen of com creating community. Can you give our listeners some tips on how you create and foster community and share how important this is when business is booming, but also how pivotal it is, obviously, when things are really changing and maybe not, not to, the, to the best? I think if you want to create the community, you have to be willing to go out there and say, hey, I'm here. Look at like, this is what I do, but not in a me, me, me sort of a way, I think you need to go out and say, like, let's make a relationship. If there's um, someone on Instagram that you want to connect with in person, don't just say, I want to meet you for coffee. Start like knowing what they do, what their values are, what's important to them and make conversation about that. I think that's the whole point is to create that community online. If that's where, like, that's where we all are right now with COVID, but then like, and actually want to create this community. Don't just do it because you think you should. Because people will see if you're not actually interested in, in what they're talking about. Um, but create the community, share their stuff. I mean, everybody's got a story. They have an amazing post. If, you, if something you read resonates with you, then share it and tag the person and say, this person did an amazing job on this quote. Or look at this person's like tablescape that she created. It's absolutely gorgeous. I think it's about, it's that, not, it's that give and take where you, you really want to support them and then hopefully they'll support you back, but you can't expect them to. I think it's just important to give and you will receive, even if just positivity in the long run. I think it's just, that's how community is created. It's by just actually genuinely showing your heart to people and hoping it comes back. Yeah, you are really good at building people up. Like when I was looking at your Instagram, um, every second post, there's some element of, of building someone else up, which I mean is, is very unique because not a lot of people do that. And you always talk about yourself and, and what you're doing too, but there's always an element of, of building some other community member up or some, someone in your industry or someone that you really like and building them up and I think that's why you've created this amazing community and amazing business um, people want to people gravitate towards you because you are such a you know ray of positive energy well I think it's important to know that like I didn't build this on my own yeah it's like my company and my Instagram account or my like community 
but it's not me who's doing it. Like I didn't create this beautiful tablescape on my own. No, there's a florist involved. There's a photographer that took that picture that probably wouldn't, that picture probably wouldn't look as amazing if I took it myself. There's rental companies, there's for communities, there's like venues that offer their, their places for me to have host events for people. There's people commenting on my feed that if I want them to stay in my community, they need to be valued. I need to take the time to read their comments and reply, but then also to go to their pages and find out what they're doing and then comment on their stuff so that they don't feel like it's a one-sided relationship. It's important to know who you're talking to and that's how you build the relationship. Well, and I think Jess and I talk about this every, every podcast, like no matter what, um, business or industry you're in or what um, story we're telling like people really want to be valued heard listened to and and feel like um, the other person is valuing them that's pretty much what the human connection is, is we just want to be listened to and valued and I think you are doing an amazing job at that so thank you Jennifer for doing that thank you well and to add to that and you brought we kind of talked about this before but we, we don't have to hustle for our worth. So if we are wanting to do all of these things and it is our passion, great. But we don't have to do all of, all of those things to be listened to, valued, you know, heard and that kind of a thing as well. So what, Jen, if there was one um, important lesson that you've learned in the last, you know, since I guess it's March 14th for Kristen, and I'm not sure what day you kind of shut your doors and locked yourself sort of in your house, <laughs> but what is one lesson that you've really learned that you'd like to share with our listener today? Oh, well, I think there are like a couple aspects, right? There's like the business aspect where I just realized that my company could be shut down immediately. So I've now learned that, hey, I need to make this company more digital so that this can never happen again, right? This is I'm already seasonal work as it is. And so when you actually take out the season that I'm working in, it's amazing how it's just gone. And I didn't even ever think that that could happen. Um, and then the other side is like the personal side is this was a really good chance for me to spend some really good quality time with my family and my kids. Like we are, we've been biking together. We've been like even playing hockey in the driveway and my son loves hockey, but I was like, huh? <laughs> so it was just the life lesson of just like pausing and realizing that the work will get done and the dreams will happen. And maybe you don't need to be such a workaholic and you need to actually take some more time for your family is, is more important. Mm -hmm. Well, they're probably a big uh, why for you. Do you have any other whys? You know, why do you work so hard? What is it all for? What are Jen's whys? Um, I on like for sure my why is definitely like my family. Um, we like to travel. That's our time that we actually get just us that we can experience things together. So that is like what I like to do with it. But my why is I know that I have that creativity inside me and it gets very restless if I don't do something with it. So I love the, the creativity and creating experiences. Um, past just like the pretty the prettiness of the event it needs to actually showcase who the events for pull in some of their branding um, for the virtual events it's like bringing in local businesses and really supporting them and showcasing their products and bringing people together it's definitely that community aspect um, community is just so important i think your business is nowhere if you don't have the community around you to support it and then um yeah, that local businesses. I, like I said, I had so, so many good connections with local businesses and I couldn't figure out how to integrate them. And so I'm actually really excited that I found a way to do that. And yeah. And that's my way. Perfect. So to our listener, what have you changed your, okay, oops. What have you changed that you viewed? Okay, sorry. So as we close today, to our listener, what have you changed that you viewed maybe originally as a fail that you can maybe see as a positive moment and positive shift in your life? 
who or what business or person can you build and support like Jen does and like so many of our different features on our cast have? Is there someone that you'd like to reach out to that you've maybe been fearful? I mean, Kristen and I would not be friends. This cast would not um, have been created if we would have been fearful when we wanted to connect. And we certainly would not have had Jess Tay to um, continuing to mentor and lead and be on that first cast if we were if we were fearful. So what is something that you would like to do today? Um, Jen, you talked about hosting your own. And so you have publicly stated hosting your own event is something that you would really like to do. So we're going to hold you to that and we will try very hard to make it to that. So again, listeners, we've been thinking of everybody out there, you know, struggling during this time, but also I love Jen, how you said pause. So we've all been, you know, kind of stuck in this pause, but we also have been safe at home and I think we've been pausing in really great ways. So let's keep the positivity from Jen's story going. And thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much, Jennifer. Thanks, Jennifer. Thank